Leakin, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. We're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. Welcome everybody, it's Pottercast 158. 158. Woohoo! I'm Melissa, I'm here again with John, Sue and Frock and we're here for another fun week of Harry Potter, whatchamacallit's. Which we <laughs> aren't stopping to watch because we are stopping to say hello to our uh, to our sponsor this week. So we will go right into our top Sue's news. Do it, Sue's. Right. We have only really a few a handful of news to this week because there's just not a lot going on. I know that we're all excited about Haplo Plurins, but we're not getting anything. But we do have a bit of news on Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows as Jason Isaacs has once again confirmed he will return as Lucius Malfoy for both movies. Yay! Nice. Yes. You know what I also heard about him recently? Uh-oh. <laughs> he, is, he has a walk-on role in Entourage. Yes, he does. He did show? confirm that. Yes, I do watch that show. He is. He's he's filming one one as a walk on for that. Yeah, I love that. Is he playing himself? Yeah. Uh, I not sure, but all I heard about it from uh, from Matt Britton is that he plays golf with the characters Turtle and Drama, and mm-hmm. I forget. I don't know why, but I, I guess Jason Isaacs is a really big fan of that show. So he was talking about how excited he was. I love right, right. Isaacs. He's so cool. Like he's just he he's is. so enthusiastic about the work he does. It, it's not to his head. It's not expected of him. He just really. Yeah. Well, all I hear about it, he's just really enthusiastic about his career, which is always refreshing. right. Um, Jason actually inter- mentioned that he's going to be an entourage on the coming soon um, interview that we have on Leaky, and um, but he also talks about being excited about working with um Helen McRory, who's playing Narcissa, and even though he won't be with her in Half Blood Prince, he is looking forward to working with her in um in. And Deathly Hallows, and you know, he just gushes about being able to do scenes with like you know Gary Oldman and Michael Gambit and Richard Harris, and now her. So he is thrilled, you know. All right, so what's number two on your list this week? Uh, number two, okay, listen up, Equus fans, and this is really pretty cool news, I think. Um, DVD, DVD, D- DVD, Equus DVD, Equus DVD, Equus is Equus is no. not good on DVD. Equus theater does not usually get put on DVD. No, it does not. Um, as mm. readers and listeners will know, the actor Dan Radcliffe and Richard Griffiths are reprising their role in Equus this in open this fall on Broadway, and joining the cast will be actress Kate Mulgrew, who is a fabulous stage actress. But I think most people might know her from Star Trek: The Voyager series as Captain Captain. Oh, Jean. excellent. <gasps> no, oh, she's yes. joining White. She's going to be in the cast of Equus. So yes, she's she the is. girl in yes. Equus. She's the, no. she's the mom. No, she's got to be the mother. Okay. The mom, say, yeah. Jesus Christ. She's in Something her 50s. Yeah. wrong here. Are you guys big Trekkies, Wilson and Frack? Do you watch that? <laughs> Only very recently. Like the uh-huh. past year, I've gotten into Star Trek. It, it used to be on around my bedtime when I was little, so I would watch it for a few minutes before yeah. I went to sleep, but I never really got into it. I'm sure yeah. it's great. Uh-huh. My dad really, uh, my dad was into... Uh, Next Generation when I was yeah, younger. Next so generation. I, still want I used to watch like. a little bit with him, but other than that, I only know really yeah. shallow. I don't really know much about it. Next Generation and, and Voyager are the only two Star Treks I like. Yeah. I do like the one with Odo, because he could turn into things, and I used to pretend I could turn into things. What like the him. hell? I never heard of that one. He's like he's this alien that's like a plasma base, and he could take the shape of different things. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, I used to like him. I want to be made of plasma. <laughs> That would be a scary thought. Plasma is like that one thing in sci-fi that no one knows anything about, so they can just they can just tell it, say that it can, it can do anything. Like it can do a TV, <laughs> and you can be made up of it, and you can eat it, and breathe it, and make toast out of it. So, make toast. Okay. Plasma yeah. toast. Plasma toast. On that off-topic <laughs> subject, so yeah. what is the number three of this week? And the number number three. Uh, the number three of this week is da 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 da. Emma Watson fans, now we have news for you. The trailer for her new film that she's going to be in. She's an animated voice. It's called The Tales Aww. of Despero. It's Aww. now online. There's a new trailer, and it's absolutely adorable. You should go see it. Watch it. It's absolutely adorable. Are there any Are there any characters in there saying anything is absolutely fantastic? <laughs> you know, and there's no Stop, eyebrow movement John. either, you know, for those that are making there's fun a, of her. If, you, if you've watched I'm a not making fun of her. I love no, Emma Watson. No, no, no. It's not, that wasn't even about Emma Watson. If you've watched a collection of Dan's 
um, interviews over the years, and we love Dan. Can I just say this yes. again before I say the rest of this? Yeah. We yes. love Dan. But he says a lot. It's absolutely fantastic. And yes. he says it the exact same way every time. And it's so cute. And but so now everything is suddenly absolutely fantastic. There are a lot of things that like the like the trio repeats in interviews. Sure, it's just yeah. fun and endearing. But it's he it's does, turned into like the only hard. things that I can actually say in a British accent because I've heard it so much I can just mimic <laughs> their inflections. So that's the only every we were walking around New York City as British people one day and everything was absolutely fantastic and Go like, back say other things. Go back yeah. a second. You were walking around New York City as British people. Yeah, like Sam and I decided to uh, dress oh, no. up as New York tourists. And um, we went and got, like, I brought one of those Statue of Liberty hats, like you see in uh, Enchanted. And um, <laughs> we bought I Love New York shirts. And we were we were tourists from England. So we walked around all day as no, English yes. tourists because we were really bored watching Melissa write her book. So Yeah, well, I told escaped. you it was going to be a boring week. <laughs> escaped into the city. So. <laughs> as, we, as we teased a couple weeks ago, um, it, some, of course, we should have known how smart you guys are. You guys got it right immediately on our forums. Yes, we will be going on tour this summer. Woo! We can't tour! wait, the four of us. Um, we're going on tour with the Remus Lupins and the Whomping Willows. Oh my Woo! God, I love those guys. It's so very cool. exciting. And actually, it was a, a total accident because we figured that after Comic-Con, we would come over to the East Coast and do some shows on the East Coast because we didn't do that last summer. Mm -hmm. And so it, we, we just figured, oh, we'll go to Boston at the end of July, et cetera, et cetera. And we looked at their schedules and what we wanted to do lined up immediately with what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And it was perfect. So it's going to be like Boston, Providence, New York, New Jersey, um, then Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, then Pittsburgh, then Detroit. Now we have places for I think Detroit and um, and Providence, but we are looking for places where we can do a rock show slash Pottercast oh. with what? Oh. I thought you were going to say places to sleep. <laughs> No, no, no. Well, of course that too. But if if you know of, of good venues, please let us know. Yeah. Um, we're looking in Boston. We're looking in New York. We're, we got a couple of leads in New York, but we're still looking. Yes. New Jersey, preferably in the southern area. We want to do someplace around, hopefully around Atlantic City or somewhere near that area. Yeah, totally. Um, Atlantic Philadelphia City. and Pittsburgh. And um, if you... If you happen to have a, a large um, rec room with fold-away beds or a uh, room in your house for it's gonna be hard. Like seven, of us. seven or twelve people, and you can let us know with enough time to do background checks and all <laughs> that. <laughs> kidding. But, uh, and well, I, just, I think it's fun about the fandom is that everybody just thinks they can in inherently trust everybody, which is kind of fun and kind of dangerous, but... I don't care. There's there's, there's 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 twelve of us and only probably four of you. So you know, no one's gonna pull anything if they invite us into their house. So. Actually, because last year people were very kind. Last year, I mean, you know, they were. They were just we have stayed in some great houses. Yes, but oh, we're going we out. We're coming lovely. to see you, people. Yay! I know. Oh my god. And you know what? Here's here's Frax the thing right here. Work. Here's what else. Here's what else to say. For everybody who lets us stay at their house, I will cook breakfast for them. Hmm. I might even draw them a picture. Ooh. You could draw them a family portrait, Frankie. <laughs> I could. For their mantle. Yes. So That'd be lovely. Oh my God. Wait, we're gonna what does cooking now. breakfast qualify as? Like pouring orange juice? Is this what? Or is there oh, more involved? No, John cooks. No. John does all out. I'll, I'll do eggs and potatoes. Maybe pancakes or either or. It's all just very fatty. As long as it has lots of olive oil, so Melissa can be about it all day. Well, love, excuse me. Olive oil. <laughs> what? Nothing. Rachel Ray <laughs> loves olive oil. Can you watch Rachel Ray? Rachel E V O O, baby. Right. So yeah. That's right. It's good for you. <laughs> it's good for you when you don't drink the bottle. Okay. Hey. What? Just just because I came out here to California and the first thing I bought was a five liter bottle of olive oil? Oh my god. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> it weighs like thirteen pounds. <laughs> I can smell it from my house. <laughs> okay. Pottercast tours. We're going to try and do something in San Diego the day after the Comic-Con panel that we're doing um, yes. the Sunday. So, yes. if, again, if you know someplace in San Diego that would like to have, and that'll be just a Pottercast. Then we're going to come back east, and it will be um, Boston, then Rhode Island, where we, ha we already have a place mm -hmm. um, to, to have the show. Um, then it's New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Detroit. And we need ideas for places on... New York, New mm -hmm. Jersey, Phil yeah. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. 
So. Oh, and for, for, for all of you who are used to coming to tour stops for bands or for podcasts, and uh, any of you who have never um, uh, I'd be shirts tea ever, A. <laughs> Thanks, you Don. might you might find some uh, something to make you happy at All these right. shows. Uh, moving on. No, I was so excited moving when on. I came, brought this idea to you guys. I wasn't sure if you'd be excited about it because last summer's was so long. Yeah. That yeah. The excitement I got for you got from you guys just made me so happy. Yeah. Well, oh, remember I we were sitting, giddy. we were driving, were we driving in Florida and we're like, I know we were driving in New yes, Jersey. That's right. That's right. And we're like. We were in the car for all of 15 minutes and we're like, we should tour. (laughs) Let's do this again. Let's do do a week tour. I never got to tour before, so I'm very excited. Well, it's going to take us over to Terminus, which is perfect. Yes. Yeah. Frankie, you've never seen any of the East Coast. Never. I'm an East Coast newbie. You're going to meet Muchka. You're going to meet my mom. Muchka! I'm determined to have that cat not hate me, by the way. Yeah, you wait. Good luck. (laughs) You wait. Yeah. Can't Basically, if this. you maybe take a bath in tuna fish water, <laughs> she <laughs> might yeah. like you. John. That's the only okay. way through her heart, I think, is probably no. food. Okay. She's just like me. She's just like me. Do you hear right. people? Well, do we have a secret number five news item this week? Yes, we do. Something right. to do with I've been waiting show. to announce this forever. Since like late September, early October of last year, I've known this was going to happen, and, and it was going to be something, and I just... I just, there's never been the right day. I never know exactly when to say it. But um, as all of you, hopefully, or most of you know, I've talked about here, I've written a book called Harry, A History, The True Story of a Boy Wizard, His Fans, and Life Inside the Harry Potter Phenomenon. I spell-checked it for John did not spell-check it for me. (laughs) caught. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But it does include abundant interview content with Ms. Joe Rowling. What? Uh, yeah. Who? Miss M- J.K. Rowling. Miss J.K. Rowling. You, you mean like a, an impersonator, right? Not the. Not actual... impersonator. No, I spent uh, two days really? in Edinburgh, and we we literally it was an eight-hour interview, and we I asked her in the middle of it, "Have you ever talked about the phenomenon to this extent?" She said, "No," with anybody. No. So it was because she's always they're always asking. She always gets asked about the actual canon, the actual fiction. You know. Where did you spent, get the idea to write Harry Potter? Where? How did you like? You know exactly. What makes it a success? That wasn't. We talked about <laughs> everything about who's religion tallish? and Harry Potter. Who's tallish? <laughs> about about religion and Harry questions. Potter. About the fiction of the, the, about fan fiction about um, the. All the stories, all the stories you've heard about about how the books became a success and all the little back behind the scenes stories. That's all collated into one and includes includes even more information that that hasn't been been told before. I also spoke to, with her editors and her agents, and I mean, basically, her whole group of people were just unbelievably wonderful yeah. to me throughout this process. Um, and that's all in the book, so it's really exciting. Wow. Um, yeah. And I had I have to thank the New York uh, meetup group. They I'm doing my first real reading of the book will be I'll, I'll be I'll announce it in a, at another uh, date and time. But I had a little practice one last night with the, the group from the New York meetup, the group that shall not be named. And they were wonderful and very welcoming and really took my nerves off because <laughs> I've never read my stuff out loud before. And it was really unnerving. But they were really they were really welcoming and, and, and helpful. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, when is this coming out, Melissa? November 4th. And it, and it will be available in the UK, and it will be available in Australia, I've just found mm. out. It's just, it's just you know, the book would have been the book without it, but with it, with, with Joe in there, there's so much more information that you've never heard, conf- confirmation of stuff you might have heard, great old stories told in new ways, and I'm so, I, it, I'm just so excited to share it with you guys. It's like, I have this 100-page single-spaced interview sitting on my computer mm-hmm. with Joe, and do you, now imagine, as, as a Harry Potter reporter, how I feel like, um, it's like, it's like, um, it's like obscene for the fandom that I haven't shared it yet, <laughs> you know? It's yeah. Just, it's just sitting there. So I'm officially once, mad at you. So. You <laughs> well, I mean, snitch. Like, I just, it's just, and I just, you know, obviously I couldn't get it all into the book, so when when I have a website, which Fracky is designing, I'm very um, I will be putting extra little bits um, on there for it. Cool. So yeah, hopefully I'll share everything because I know it's like a, it's like high crime to hide your J.K. Rowling interview. <laughs> you know? Pretty much, so, I have to so, yeah. burn you. 
Will you go here for podcast where you read or like do a little parts of it here as we get along closer on on the show? Uh, absolutely. Okay, good. Mm, I want to know. Absolutely. Since I don't I haven't I heard pick, the book yet or read. Can I <clears throat> offer suggestions? And hear the part about Hufflepuff. I'm trying to find right now a little Joe quote that we can. Joe quotes. We love Joe quotes. Stick in there. That it doesn't give away all too much, but oh, we talked about the New York Times bestseller list stuff. Oh, oh there's so much. Again. There's there's a lot. I think you guys will enjoy. But tell, as we get tell closer, her about the the uh, hidden chapter with Remus and Sirius. <laughs> Stop. What? You're so sad. The one that the one that Bloomsbury wouldn't let her publish. That's so not Stop. true. Not true. People at home are going, Stop what? It. No, it's just John Noe being John Noe. It's not true. There's no fantasy mm. chapter. No. Sorry. <laughs> but really, I didn't say anything about a fantasy chapter, Sue. I just said hidden chapter. They could have went dueling with it. Mm-hmm. some policemen, sure. for all you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. On a motorcycle. Oh. Wait, they no, did. I mean, I, I really, she hasn't talked at this length about the actual phenomenon that was created around her books and, and all the little, the little vaccine stories that happened. Like, for instance, um, we do find out the truth about a certain. Well, I don't want to say it yet because you'll, you'll, you all are too smart and you'll get it. And there's many months until this book comes out first, so I will. I'll, I'll talk about it. You're gonna crack. Admit it. You're just. I am. I am. This is terrible. This <laughs> is. Ter- today. I can tell you, keeping my book non-spoiled is. Ter- I don't even know. I, I'm the one who tries to get the spoilers. Yeah. You know, like, not spoilers, but you know what I mean. I'm the one who wants to know, and now I have to sit here and not say anything, and it's driving me crazy. Anyway. Okay. Oh well, thank you guys for listening. That rocket. Well, it's time for another return to Canon Conclundrums. <laughs> Canon Frankie has a fun one for us. We'll get it to you right here after a little sound bite. Ooh. And we're back with Canon Conclundrums. Frankie's idea this week, so why don't you tell us what the what the yeah. um, who are we sorting? No more sorting. I like the sorting series uh, for a while. For a while. Anywho, I always wanted to discuss uh, how wizarding schools would be ran in America because I don't think it'd be. It, I think it'd be very different than uh, Europe or you know England and whatnot because boarding schools aren't the norm over here, and so I think that there'd mm-hmm. be some other type of system or organization to magical education or in the in the states so do you guys have any initial thoughts or you just want me to go into it what i think is how it would work yeah let's 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 start oh, Mr. Well, magical education in the united states would be integrated into the uh, school system already whether it be public or private it would just they, the students who had that you know they would get their letters or however they would say they would they would approach the the parents through with the letter like oh we have a special program da, 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 for that focuses on this and they would go to like during the day, like they would have a couple hours where they would leave their their regular classroom and they would do like learn some of their magical stuff, and then and then mm-hmm. I would imagine like mm-hmm. the wizard like and they'd be like wizards in the schools you know the school boards that would be planted there to be planted at different schools and they would use like memory charms just in case stuff happened like you know they'd have like oh we're going on a science field trip when it's really like you know potions class or whatnot you know what I mean <laughs> but like people like the principal who if if the principal's a muggle you know they would use their discretion whether they knew of it or they would just kind of like modify the memory in that sense could you imagine that 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 story if like somebody found out yeah in, in our press system what would happen you know so it's just your mind whirls and you wonder would would like the head of the american uh you know american equivalent of hogwarts go talk to you know george bush and say hey let's have a little hoedown party and just oh my god you know please. Sir painting. Where would where would it be? I think it'd be think? integrated into existing and, schools. Well, we have we know of one, but we know of one that's a wizard school. It's the America. It's the uh, Salem Witches Institute. It's in Salem. Right. Well, yeah. that's just one, but that sounds like a full yeah. wizard school. So. Well, think of how much bigger the United States is than Britain. Right. Yeah. So there'd have to be more. Than have one. to have more than one. Maybe, yeah, I agree. Probably have like an East Coast and a West Coast, and maybe a middle. You know. Yeah. Yes, Joe. should be on the list. Yeah, how many American schools yeah. there are? Uh-huh. But if it, w- it's not a big deal like being far away because they could just. I bet operating in one or you know if it is an institution like that, you know teleporting might be a little more. You know instead of just living there, they could just teleport to and from. 
You know, what I've always wondered is, like, like, would that mean that the Americans get more of an education than the people at Hogwarts? Because the people at Hogwarts, they don't take, like, you know, language arts or history. Well, they take history of magic, but, like... You know, they don't they don't have like the full rounded general education yeah. classes sure. like math well, or anything Joe, like that. Joe has said that they get homeschooled, but then obviously that stops when they go to middle school. So it's it's a little confusing. It's like it's like how are these people functioning in society without the government realizing that they're not going to school? Right. Like, as far as they know. You know? Yeah. Um in our society, I think I think it would go a lot like it would be really hard to hide them. They would have to go to the the elementary schools even if they were wizards. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that the government would would try and insist in their own way that no matter what they had to get the general requirements in too, and the no wizard left yeah. behind. <laughs> Completely. <Probably. laughs> Completely. Yes. Exactly. Well, I think that'd be. I think it's a good assessment because, you know, like they, they would make some sort of deal, like okay. You know, as long as they're participating in their, you know, their arithmetic and their and their English and their reading, they can, you know, they can learn their other stuff. You know, when the other kids are like, when they go to science, they'll go over to learn their magic, and whatnot, like in potions and all that jazz. Yeah, but it would have to. It couldn't be as subject to government regulation as everything else, because if it was, it would be public, and it would be the fear would overtake people again that these people are powerful. That even if they're doing using it for good, they're powerful people would have another kind of Salem. Even if not with the with the horrible acts of the previous centuries, but we'd have another isolation of different people in our society. Yeah, yeah basically some sort of leash they want to put on these people or some sort of way to neuter them. Um, that's why I think that the the whole memory charms and having people into the school just like uh, districts in the system, like school boards, might be effective. You know, because like they can actually. You know, I, I want to take that. You know, I think about what you said about the fear and the thing, but I think there would actually be like we have a homeschooling in this country is rising dramatically and and so what if there was like a a a secret part of our government that said okay we just have like a wizard liaison office you know Hmm, that's true our government is so bureaucratic that's what area 51 is (laughs) i'm just laughing because i'm imagining a wizard appearing in george bush's Uh oval office in his first week Mm -hmm. in office and telling him that there are wizards i can just see his reaction i can see it (laughs) i I could just see his facial expression more than his reaction (laughs) oh dear god (laughs) that's what area 51 is all about you know you know but uh, that's what Oh, I said that's what Area 51 is all about. Oh, yeah, I mean, maybe it is. It's yeah, not aliens, really, yeah. wizards. You know? We'd have people protesting to close down Azkaban. And Ooh, and what if there's a, I mean, that's a thing. an, Eng- like an American wizarding community wizard right. in jail? I just think our government is so, like, we got to study and secretize and bureaucratize everything. I can just see them trying to do that with the wizarding world. I really can. I just... Yeah. And I can see them trying to experiment sure. on some of them to find out how you yeah. get this magic. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. What is this magic? The wizards are right. Keep yeah. it secret. Keep it secret. <laughs> Keep it safe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even Gandalf. Good words. Got him. Got him yeah. from a. Let me credit properly. I got him from Gandalf. Yeah, no, I, I thought that too, but I just think I, I don't know. This is really interesting. I think there would have to be more than one. It would just definitely have. Oh, to be for more sure. Than and one. I would even think they'd even have college programs too. Like, like you know, you go to a university and like you can go to like yeah. Harvard. There's a secret, you know, pocket in Harvard that I don't know. Yeah. Or like, you like look at the secret society stuff you always hear about. That'd be funny if like all along that was just the wizarding community like laying under like flying below the radar but having a red herring out there you know like the Illuminati you hear about that so like they keep that there just so like oh there's like oh yeah there is something secret yeah just go look at it but really they're just kind of doing their own thing yeah it is a little freaky about about the idea that that children who are are already their name is written down as having a special talent being secretly tapped out tapped on when they're you know young and their life has to go down a secret path. It is a little, mm-hmm. there's a little strangeness there. It's like when you see, I hate to make this comparison because it's not at all like the wizarding culture, but like child is a pianist, a really great pianist when they're young in a, com- in a communist country. Pianist, John. Piano. Oh. 
Great. Get some it. culture. Okay. So, um, when they're really great, the government kind of controls their, their life in Korea. And, you know, and, and yeah, I would hope that it would not be government. Yeah, I would hope it is not, but I can just see see that that would be their attempt because they do that. I just had to go back to what you were saying about they go on to do these undercover things. Like, you know, so they're, they're the ones that work at the Dharma Project then or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they're the yes. spies. Could you imagine a spy who's a wizard? That'd be amazing. That would explain would the CIA yeah. then. That would explain a lot. <laughs> You solved it. it. Explains the CIA. Awesome. You know what I would want to see though is like 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 Olympics, like for like not just Wizarding Quidditch, Olympics. but like you know biggest engorgement charm or awesome. like you know fastest the Wizard Games. You know how high can you Wingardium Leviosa? I wonder like, if they do have stuff fun. like that in the Wizarding community. They try Wizard. Well, I mean they have the Quidditch World Cup, and you know right. I don't know if we'd have a try Wizard. Yeah, and the Tri Wizard. Yeah, but it's all Quidditch, and the Triwizards for little school kids, but there's got to be, like, professional, like, Dollish-level people out there trying to compete in some kind of games. You reckon mm-hmm. Dollish is a professional athlete now, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Well, do, you, do you think that they had, like, people get in the Coliseum, what's it called, gladiators for Wizards? <laughs> like, they could just have these big duel-offs or whatever. Maybe back in, like, the more less civilized times of the Wizarding Worlds. Well, maybe, you know, back in, you know, their equivalent of Roman times when that was entertainment. You know, I think people battled for, for, for their life entertainment to the death. Sure. I would <gasps> pay money for that. Sure you would, That would explain some. You know, maybe they, guess, they put the criminals in there, and that can be, like, you know, you're going to jail, or you can gladiator <laughs> wizard, wizard style. style. And if you win, you can get out in five yeah, years. Yeah, the most violent, proficient people who can kill all the other criminals to be released in five years. Rather barbaric. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so that's what, but that's what it used to. But that's what it used to be. I mean, that's the whole thing. You tr- you fight to yeah, win your freedom. Uh, you know, so scary. Uh, totally. You scary. were a lion. Uh, it, it's just you know? so. It's so cool though. You you it's sit true. here and we have these conversations like this, and you think, well, what good could if you had magic? Would they go to work at places like you know cancer research or the Mayo Clinic and try and do you know AIDS research and do, try and do some good, put magic towards doing good things in the world? And, and would it yeah. and would it be useful? Would 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 their magic just just evaporate in human in regular human? Like I, I'd love to hear J.K. Rowling speak more if if she has this all figured out about to what level. Is it molecular? Yeah. Is it like that's why your your magic, or is it just magic and that's it? Mm-hmm. We can't. We I can't agree. Explain. Yeah. See, I yeah. always saw it as like um, as energy, or like it's their form of technology. So like you're still working with the same basic building blocks, but it's just their way of doing it is a little more efficient sometimes. Or you know what I mean? Like say if you were to heal, like you know, there's some wounds that even magic can't heal. I would imagine mm-hmm. it'd be the same way. I, you know, like or, or mm-hmm. if you don't understand the disease, yeah. like you can't really just like throw stuff at it. You have to just kind of you have to know how to attack yeah. it so like well i mean they wouldn't have say mungles right, if they didn't exactly. have serious maladies yeah. you know that's true that's different. a good point wow the mind reels i want to go to one of these wizard magic schools mm. i mean oh, do it. i would be in heaven <laughs> if i did there is this um this show on the disney channel right now called the waverly of place oh, yes. something and it's just a total knockoff of harry potter really yeah, they they're all like you know we have magic and you know they they go to their they have like one episode where they were just mm-hmm. kind of mocking Hogwarts and they said that it was something that they went to over the summertime so it was like their summer <laughs> school and they all went with their robes and their glasses everybody wore Harry Potter glasses for some stupid reason but yeah it, the idea was that they still went to regular school during the year and um, their your mm-hmm. parents taught you most of your magic and then the people who were particularly gifted in magic would go to the summer school for the wizards. See, I like the idea that even in America they'd have schools because it's it's important to socialize and it's important to know other people in your community, especially when a community is as isolated as that's a good point. It would be, but see, I, I really think that it, it would be a Hogwarts style. It would be a boarding school. You're talking about a really small percentage of the population, and they have to they have to know people that, who don't live near them because by necessity yeah. you'll have less wizards in each area than you do, you know, have Muggles. So I think there would be like three or four schools around, and people would travel to them, and they they would they would go away for. Yeah, it'd be regional. It'd be, you know, northeast, southeast. It's the four houses. Right, the winds. Woo! Hey, there you go. That's how they do it. Interesting. Huh. I like that. I'll I'll buy that. I do, too. That'd be fun to ask J.K. Rowling. Definitely. 
You know, I also, you know, now you talk about like countries this and countries that. We never d- figured out if there was ever at any time a, a wizarding version of a country's military. Um, Do you not think countries ever went to war wizarding style with see, each other? I think Because the whole point of Triwizard was to strengthen relationships between the countries, which yeah. would suggest that there's diplomacy, which would suggest that there's reason for diplomacy. But right. it sounds like it's the yeah. order. Or maybe the unspeakables too, even, you know? It would have to be a lot. Well, I don't know. Not really, because you're talking about a community that's very a lot smaller than other communities. So just in proportion, we're not talking about a regular army size. But yeah, it would be a lot, a lot of people. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. Or seem like more like they're like the like police and detectives and and, and to that kind of level. But to be like for like the, the minister of magic to order the wizarding military to. No, we're attacking well, who whatever. Did, who did he direct around during the Voldemort War? He directed around the order, the Aurors, you know? So, I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. that it's... I don't know that they have armed forces other, other than that. Maybe after Voldemort, yeah. they'll... Yeah, I don't, and I don't know if, like, if they would organize wizards purely to invade and attack other nations for the sake of it because they can. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think with Voldemort, there was yeah. a need and or, you know... You know, that they needed to address, you know, a concern that, like, okay, he's taken over, so come on, let's do something about it, rather than the whole, like, let's attack this nation, even though they have their own wizards, we can handle it. You know, I actually, I had a, I had a discussion with mm-hmm. one of my friends once, is, is why didn't the England or somebody during the course of all their history recruit wizards to help them in the World War Twos? You know, and that kind of goes into the, did it, you know, the same time the Grindelwald and stuff did it not parallel each other, but you yeah. kind of... You know, I kind of I, I want to. That's something I really want to get into with her. I asked her once if if the the wars feed into each other, and she said, "I think they do." And I think there's a sentiment that brews mm-hmm. kind of in the air. You know, that it just the the malcontent in one community can feed the other. So maybe at the times of most of most discontent in the world, they really haven't had yeah. the wizards to spare. That's true. You know. Or I, I would even imagine too, like say, like if they are running parallel, like with Grindelwald, Hitler, and whatnot, like the wizards, they have their hands filled dealing with wizard problems. That you know, like so, like they kind of have to let the Muggles deal with the problems that they kind of, you know, it's like they they're spending all their energy here handling problems that they know for sure the Muggles can't handle. You know, like other magic problems, and so like yeah. they have to just let the other Muggles sort out the Muggle problems until yeah. they get it under control. Yeah. And they need they need a prime minister who's not scared of the wizard because think about what the prime minister could ask the wizard yeah, exactly to help them do exactly. You know, you know, because that's that's where we got into this whole long discussion about what Churchill. You know, I mean, Germany just pounded the heck out of out of Britain, you know? And so why wouldn't they have done, you know, trying to recruit the wizards to help them defense against that, you know, put up a protegro or, you know, or some sort of shield to help against, you know, and, and it just yeah. seemed to me that would just, like, draw, she could yeah. not have that happen. It would just be, it would just supersede too much, you know, that would be, yeah. yeah. Make yeah. them public. Well, you could put one wizard on a broom and you have a, a defense mm-hmm. system against mm-hmm. missiles. Invisibility, you know, like yeah. there's so much. That- See, I would imagine yeah. too, like there, there's wizards attacking too. And so those yeah. wizards, the wizards that we would be protecting are protecting against the other wizards mm-hmm. attacking. That's why I would always see it. It's kind of like a balance of... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. the other, that's so the trouble. The other side knows magic too. I love that line. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that sounds like a, it's a pretty long can of conclusions this week, guys. Word to your mothers. Sounds good to me. I think we're set. Wizard school in America. We had no <laughs> idea, and we think it's we think it's we think it's. And we didn't expect but it. Still but it's fun to talk to, about. But it's fun to talk. Thanks for indulging me. Okay, so yes. what's next? Bit. Bit. Bitty bit by bit. Here we are for Bit by Bit, where we take a bit of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows a little bit at a time. Very nice. Whee! I know. We can do What's that. What's our bit this week? What's up this week is chapter 13. Part yeah. of it anyway. Part of it, Part of it anyway. The Muggle-Born Registration Commission. Ooh. In other words, the, MBRC. the Nazi wizard style. Yeah. Yeah, creepy stuff. And uh, little Harry and Hermie busting into the ministry. Well, and and Ron, oh. and Ron, but and he doesn't Ron. Count. Well, let's do a little bit, a little bit of backup. When we left. Last time we did, oh, last time we did a um, bit by bit, they had just spent months and months planning their, their, their getting into the ministry to get the locket back from Umbridge. Months and months coming up with the brilliant plan of polyjuicing a couple of people and getting in. 
So. So original. Yes. And needed of those four months. Yeah. They were, yeah. Uh, we, we got a we got a smart bunch of heroes here. Yeah. <laughs> they are smart. That's the thing. But they're kids, you know. But it was so amazing though because I loved how they ended up the, the chapter we just finished. It, w- it was Umbridge in her little clipboard, you know, and you know, little froggy lady was there with her little velvet bow, and then they were back right into it. And I just thought that was a good way to bring it right into, you know, there she is, Miss Umbridge in her prime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she is. This is her at the top of her game to her, I anyway. Guess so. You know, Hogwarts was small potatoes. Now she's got the whole community to uh, mess with. Jeez. Yeah, it makes me uh, curious just about her, you know. I think she really is about the the institution rather than the person. Because, like, I don't think she's all about fudge. She was just because he was the, he was the minister of magic, so. Right. Suddenly she's all about the Knesset. Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know what to think about what he would be like or whatever, but we learned about his description in this chapter, right? It was like, I, I, yeah, it's a great it description. Is. Like a crab or something, right, Melissa? Yeah, she said, he, she said he has long black hair and, and beard streaked with silver and a great overhanging forehead shadowing his glinting eyes, putting Harry in mind of a crab looking out from beneath a rock. <laughs> It's a great description. It is great and it, fits. it fits with his name. This this dull, thudding, unintelligent kind of go, able to be imperious. He's thick. Yeah, you know. Um, it, her descriptions always so put you are always in such harmony with her names, and then the names are always in such harmony with their personalities. It's great. You, you know what I flashed to when when I read that part though, and this is goofy of me, but you know, like in um how or no goblet of fire the guy that played karkaroff <laughs> and there was that goofy mm-hmm. scene of him when he's closing the door and it looks so furtive and it's so oh, funny you know i just flashed that little look ah, so stupid <laughs> so random. i know but then i flashed it and like you know how he kind of like peered at the camera and like kind of squinted his one eye and then it said like the on mind yeah. of the crab looking out beneath the rock i was just like there it is i was him i don't know <laughs> the shifty <Yeah>. eyes <laughs> <laughs> It, it reminds crab. me of like a it cartoon, does. you know, mm-hmm. when you look at an, at a cartoon and somebody's looking suspicious and they're looking around the room and like from under a rock or under something, you see two little eyes mm-hmm. blinking. Yes, yeah. little, you know, like a sneak. Just white eyes. Bing, bing. Yeah, exactly. Bing, bing. Exactly. With that, with the sound effect too. Beep, beep. Yeah. You know, bing, bing. Um, <laughs> All eyelids make sound effects. They do. All of, awesome. All of them do. So we can't blink when we record because it'll just be filled with blink, bing, bings and dunk, dunks and such yeah. what we go through. All the pain we go through for you guys. I know that scotch tape's expensive. <laughs> it is expensive. <laughs> Nasty. I have kittens lick my eyes oh. so they don't get more, they don't get dry. It was much cuter in my head, but then it just sounded creepy when I said it. It's slave labor. I'm so some sorry. Kind of appliance set up to keep them at your eye level. Oh, oh man. So gross. Oh, my. And I'm dying over here with this stupid cough I have. I'm not even sick. I have a cough. Uh, sorry. Uh, hey, back on topic. I'm picturing that head appliance that that. Ted Kaczynski or whoever, not Ted Kaczynski, what was his name? And, and um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids when he wore that little helmet. <laughs> How did that... you get from there to Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber? No, because his name sounds like that. <laughs> okay. In that movie. Um, he has yes, this everybody... little helmet on that has this huge magnifying glass and a camera John, attached to it. Everybody but with an SKI at, at the end of their name <laughs> is really <laughs> insulted by you right now. No, it's, it's Shalinsky or whatever the hell it is. You're so gone. Okay. I don't or know. All right, anyway, Ch- Harry yeah, Potter and the Deathly on. Hallows. Okay. Oh, the, the So Umbridge, Umbridge gets into the elevator and she's talking <laughs> with Hermione, who is Mafalda, and she's saying, oh, there's already 10 people on the list. Like, it's such a shame that they're on the list before they've even been tried to see if they're quote-unquote you know mudblood lovers or they are if they're mudbloods themselves and she's already acting like they're good oh 10 people it's such a shame but what if all those 10 people aren't you know it's just i know uh, it's hypocritical above the normal yeah, yeah. i mean they're showing i would even say it's typical of her which is horrible true it's it's true. it's all evil just masquerading to be like it's official government business it's like they're just trying to stamp a happy little professional face on their their 
genocide. Yeah, they're honest. putting a paper trail behind their mm-hmm. bias just to make it legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to be all, oh, it's so sad. BS, you are yeah, fine yeah. with it. I mean, you know. And there's such a disregard for people. Like, they're away, you know, oh, why, how could it be possible that here in our ministry, you know, it's like as if there's so, oh, so there's yeah. no regard for human life, you know? Mm. Well, and, and to act surprised that they're like everybody in the yeah. world isn't a pure blood when they like make such a big deal about how special mm-hmm. the pure bloods are. It's like, well, it's of course, so everybody bad. else is a pure blood. It's, I mean, but have they looked at a family tree later? If they followed their own creed, everybody would be inbred, and the yeah. gene pool would shrink down to nothing, and you'd have de- yep. defects and diseases. Yep. And yeah, then the magic yeah. would wither away, and the world would fade. Die. They're so stupid. They are stupid. All right, so Pius Ignis gets on the elevator, <laughs> and, and, and somebody mentions somebody mentions Arthur, and immediately he's like, "Oh, oh, what is he being tried?" Like he yes. was just waiting for the day. But he says something. He says, "If you ask me, the blood traders are as bad as the mudbloods." Now, I thought until I reread this line that Ignis kind of is just going with it. He's being imperious. He's part of all this. He doesn't. He's not as active a hater as the rest of all this, but he's being coerced. That doesn't sound like something he was imperious No, and that seems like that's your natural instinct reaction, that kind of like attitude. Because I, you can be imperious to behave in a certain manner, but I don't know that you can be, be imperious to, to think in a certain way. Is that, is that right? I mean... Or is he not being imperious anymore, and now he just recognizes that this is in the new, the new regime, mm, and he's got to know. go with it, or he's going to be killed. Yeah. And he's trying to kind that of show be. himself to be one of them. I mean, that that's a common thing. I mean, really, you only need to have a couple people, a couple influential people in this office, imperialist, and then a lot of other people are just going to follow follow the lead because they're unsure of themselves and their jobs and their, you know, what they're supposed to be doing. And, and it's like... Um, it's it's like what is it? It's like you you have five people in in, in a elevator, and four of them are facing the the door. You know that that fifth person, I guarantee you, is not going to be facing the back of that elevator. And if the four people turn around to the back of the elevator, yep. you know that fifth person will turn with them. It's uh, people just copy each other. It's true. Well, I like the um, I like the concept that. Um it's possible that he was imperious at one point and then they just kind of lifted it. And so now he kind of like, if he wants to keep his position and his life, he's just going to fall, you know, fall in line or follow suit. Maybe they even had a confrontation with him. Maybe they lifted it and said like, you know, look, this is what's happening now. You either go with it or we can imperious you until you're dying. Day. You know, and I have such you know? a problem yeah. with that kind of behavior. It's so easy to fall into that, but you heard stories about this, especially during the, the rise of the Nazi regime. You know, how many people just felt like they had to do go along with that, that kind of ad and put on that one face to survive. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet they ended up helping that regime when they, they, they had a choice again, it's like Dumbledore's all about our choices. And I, I, you know, I don't know. Well, that's the thing too, with, um, with like that form of evil and that, you know, that malice, they like to seduce you into thinking you don't right. have a choice. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you don't have a choice. So, you know, you might as well just do it. And so when you realize, you know, you do have a choice. And so it's just, it's, it's right. not yeah. the easiest Scrimgeour thing. had a choice. But yeah, like Scrimgeour. Scrimgeour yeah. died protecting Harry, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Which I was very happy, well, not, not happy that he died, but i glad he died in a noble, very Gryffindor manner. Yeah, it would have been too one-sided if he had just mm-hmm. been a bad guy to the end. Yeah. You know? I don't even think he was so a bad then, guy anyway, in the beginning. He was just had, you know, he was yeah. looking out for, you know... I don't know. I know. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Let's just sidestep that. Well, but then, then Harry says they all get separated. And Harry said, "This made me laugh." This Harry says they had not given a moment's thought to what they would do if they were forced to separate. Yeah. Honestly, after four months, <laughs> they didn't think. Wait a second. What if, as these other people who we haven't planned, who will be really exactly like? You, you, do they not? You'd, you'd have to pick like three people who work together, who are friends, who have known to associate with each other. Like the trio. Right. <laughs> Instead, they pick, you know, Mafalda Hopkirk, who's kind of secretarial and in, in, in the administration. And then you have Albert Runcorn, who's a very who's a sympathizer, who's like Yaxley. And then you have uh, Reg Cattermall, whose wife is going under investigation and whose job is on the line. These are not three people right. who are going to He's interact. a janitor. And he's not yeah. hanging out with the undersecretary or whoever right. the hell Mafalda was. 
it yeah, is funny. It's just funny. It's like the best of planning, but yet they didn't do stuff that's the most obvious, you would think. I don't know. That would have been high on my list. They, they didn't. You, you would have think Hermione would have thought yeah. of that. <clears throat> like, like, honestly, Harry saved you in the world. You didn't think what might have happened if you had to go different <laughs> ways in the Ministry of Magic. I don't know. It'd be like well, it'd be know. like being in the White House and seeing like somebody's personal secretary, uh, custodian, and a police officer, security guy, just walking or around the, together. The communications director, or the, the you yeah. know, or or the president's secretary, <laughs> yeah. like walking you're not together, gonna be... going into rooms and having nobody wonder what the hell are these three up to. <laughs> <laughs> all right well, so what happens i, I like how we saw like the, the flying you know you, you hear about the the owls or like paper airplanes you know the little inner 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 department memos but they really weren't memos were they mm-hmm. harry says there were like pamphlets or something flying through the air yeah they look different I like how she's because well, he said it wasn't the same um colorful uh airplanes that were there yeah, before so right yeah it was something different now. Yeah, I like I like that little um, change. It, it kind of it was interesting because it's just kind of like not only like it, it, like it just illustrates the whole fact like you know it's changed through and through like even to the point where like like you know their their internal communications is different now and it's not even communications anymore. It's just one person talking at everybody else. It's not an open line of communication anymore. But. I mean, but they have an actual department, a little room where they make pamphlets. I mean, you just like master propaganda machine at work here, you know? Yeah. Pamphlets about mudbloods. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's such a huge about face for the ministry to just be like, hey, suddenly we hate we hate people who aren't purebloods. I wonder if there's something fishy going on in the ministry. <laughs> and the outright demonizing of the mudbloods, you know, mudbloods and the danger they pose to a peaceful pureblood society. Like mud, <sighs> mudbloods, the way they des- describe them. If you have muggle heritage, you cannot be peaceful, is what they're saying. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's so usurping. It's so infuri- yeah, Meanwhile, exactly. who's causing war? It's not them. <laughs> it's you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's just, again, yeah. the parallels to, like, early regimes, you know, especially, I hate to keep bringing this up, but the Nazis were so good at their early attempts with their, their it just it was a huge coordinated effort at their propaganda. Just massive marketing, you know, and just spinning, if you will. And and to see this, and when you see this in this book, Mudbloods and the Dangers That, you know, it just, I, I just, it gave me chills again. I was like, wow. She she really did a good job with this. I thought it's it's great because it just shows the different forms of evil too. You know what I mean? It's like evil isn't always just bad spells and killing. You know, sometimes the worst evil is like this usurping, seducing, and like trying Mm -hmm. to tell people like, oh, you're not even worth being alive, or you know, it's just it's 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 crazy how um, I don't know. I think when you compare it to the Nazi regime, I think I think it's there's a lot of place for that, and I don't I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's just awful awful but then where do we go though didn't we is this when we find that well i i love harry uses a decoy detonator yes oh, that was yeah. awesome <laughs> harry uses fred and george stuff to get through it's great yeah because he sees the is that he's he sees the eye first yes yes oh he does see the eye Ooh. frozen and staring upwards just you know <clears throat> just as a as a reminder but i think you can see through it to the other side and yeah, side. yeah right she was using it right or you took it out and you can see it like camouflaged her like a little spy hole right or something i think he figured that if she was in there she would have seen him because even though he's underneath the visibility cloak that's why he took it I, i'm pretty sure he looks through it later on he can look out through the the that hole and see everybody outside right oh that's Might right keep yeah. our head in the chapter i don't know he, he takes it from the inside huh i think so i forgot about that all right, so we go into Dolores' office, and how does it? Harry says, like, Harry feels like he yeah. stepped right back through time. Yeah. Are the cats there? Yes. They Everything's are. there. It's like she packed up there. and moved into that room. We're just waving along. Yeah, it doesn't say no. it's pink, but it, those lace, yeah. everything's lace, and it's got the little doilies, and just all. And what a great image of bureaucracy yeah. and the trappings of it. This is, I wrote this down on purpose. Enchanted paper clips that coiled snake like from their drawer and had to be beaten back. How many of you have been sitting at a desk and your paper yeah. clips are just, they're all looped into each other and you can't, you can't get them all corralled? Yeah. I mean, it was just a perfect image. <laughs> but, but what we find in her office, though, is what's pretty chilling to me. At least I thought. <sighs> She's such a good writer. The files. Mm. Oh, the files. I'm sorry, you know, but I mean, to keep track and detailed on every person and write down what their family, like she found Arthur Weasley, right, John? 
Yeah, it's just creepy. She, she, one of the first ones they found was was Arthur Weasley, and it says how he, he is a, a pure blood, but uh, with unacceptable pro Muggle leanings. And then also says that he's a no member of the Order of the Phoenix. The, the thing that they have this about everybody, or if it's just about people who work at the ministry, maybe. Well, um, and the fact that they have them, period, and the fact that most some of them are their coworkers, it's just—it's so I don't know, daunting. I, I like I like how they're they're totally fooled though about about Ron. <laughs> oh yes, he says the the youngest son is currently at home seriously <laughs> ill. <laughs> Ministry inspectors have confirmed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but funny. I mean, but look how he's labeled undesirable number one. That's for Harry, you know. I mean, imagine reading that about yourself, no. you know, undesirable Chipotle fan number one, John Noe. I mean, that would. Just <laughs> oh no! You know? I've had a lot of names <laughs> called that. Maybe. I mean, but it's just none so as perverse as that. But look Chipotle. at like oh, to yes. be punished, you know. So like like her little glee, she probably took <sighs> in writing that and putting on and putting that. Oh, I know exactly. Oh, that was, I love that little, little. He probably ugh. looks at it I hate her so every much. morning and goes, mm-hmm, and like is waiting for the day. Oh, your voice when you just said that, Melissa. No. You were exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> Sorry. Keep going. But okay, so he tries to get the locket by, by, by brilliant Harry again. Accio locket, Accio locket, whatever it is. But what's interesting to me is that he didn't expect it to work. Which means that there are, we've talked about this a couple times before, there, there are charms. Akio doesn't oh, right. always work. Thank God. Yeah. That'd be funny if Rich exactly. is walking down to the office under lock goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just pull over. <laughs> it makes sense for some spells to, I mean, to be limited. It's like, it's like the Alohomora, not letting you out of Azkaban. You need to have limits yeah. to, to every spell, I would think. So what else do we find instead? Well, don't we see some but a picture of someone that we see, or is it the book? We see a book, right, of Dumbledore, and then we see his picture. Is it the the famous biography, Rita's little handiwork? Mm-hmm. But we also have a picture, yeah. and it's the first time we see this person, and then we don't we don't really find out oh, right. who it is until later on, and it's it's Grindelwald, right. Grindelwald. Yeah, I like I like how he's described. You know, he has, he has golden hair, fell in curls to his shoulders. Now, you know, did that this... remind you of Lucifer? To, to me, it was like yeah. a clear Lucifer reference. He's he's the angel who fell, you know? But isn't it interesting, though, how he thought it was a young uh, Dodge? Doge. Doge, I'm sorry. We should have known Dumbledore was gay. Yeah. What? We should have. I'm sorry. When I saw Doge and how they were they were planning a year off together to go traveling, it was... She she does sort of hint at it in retrospect. Well, it was a common thing for wizards to go off or you know, explore the world. I don't know. The loving editorial just kind of made me think there was something potentially there that never got capitalized on. I'm sorry, it makes it's not on topic at all. But it was in retrospect, you can kind of see. It's just so interesting. But can I, can I go back to the book, the name that lies in Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore, said by Rita Skeeter, best-selling author of Armando Dippet, Master or Moron. <laughs> Don't you just kind of wonder, I mean, wasn't he the headmaster when Dumbledore was there, too? Was that right? I just wanted, I'm sorry. It's just like what she chooses to write books about, like things that she knows that she can capitalize off of the the fame of the person she's writing about, not her own writing. Yeah. But, yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so reminiscent of the real world, it is. isn't it? As soon as there's a hot person out there, boom, there's an unauthorized biography. Look how fast there was a J.K. Rowling unauthorized biography. Uh, yeah. Probably, you know, it's like before book five came out, for God's sake. Oh, I think it was before book four came out. It was, <laughs> and, and I know that she said, she made a comment on her website once about how she has never signed one of those and never will. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. We didn't even get through our chunk. No. Here. Well, we'll pick it up next time because somebody comes into the office. Interesting. Very interesting chapter because yeah, like, there's just a lot of detail. Yeah, there is. And this is totally this is totally a chapter that we're totally unsure about how they can translate it to the movie. Mm-hmm. Think of how much fun it would be for the art department to be able to make oh, all of like, the, the, the innards of the, the ministry and all of the stationery and all of sure. the, everybody's desks and the pamphlets. And, oh my and all those people throw up. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What's nice, Melly. <laughs> And and all those people throw up. Oh, there's a lot of vomit in this chapter. Is what I'm saying. Mm. 
Thank you, Melissa. I expected John to say something like that, but not you. We'll rub off on each other now and then. All right, I think it's time we get out of here and we'll see you guys in the drums. We're good. Bye. Greetings again, Potter fans. This is Quietus from Leaky Crafts. The Crafty Witches and I invite you to join us for July's Craft Along. We'll be making friendship bracelets inspired by the Hogwarts house scarves seen in the movies. Grab some embroidery thread in your favorite house colors and join us in the Harry Potter Crafts Forum on the Leaky Lounge, July 1st. All right, welcome, welcome. It's the drums. Yay for drums! Yay for the drums! I can't wait for tour, or I can't wait for tour, or we have a survey that you have to fill out, people. Survey oh, yes. to fill out. I made it already. It's important. It is. It's like Pottercast, and you want to hear more Pottercast and don't want us to quit the show, you have to fill out the survey. Are you putting out an ultimatum, John? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Not so much. Really, really important <laughs> survey. It's at Pottercast.com. By the time, hopefully, by the time this episode's online, there should be a cute little button for it at the top of the page. Fill it out. It's not very long. It's probably take you five, four minutes. It's like ten questions. And you tell us which one of us is your favorite. <laughs> very important. And which one is the most entertaining. Oh, God. No, that's not going to be a question. Um, but... Um, very important questions. Just a little bit about about who our audience is, how old you is, approximately where you live, approximately. It's a Pottercast census. Um, whether or not. Uh, um, okay, I'm out of jokes. But yeah, survey. Check it out. <laughs> There's only a couple of questions. It'll literally take a minute of your time. I spent a lot of time typing in options for the form. So like to pick what state you live in. I, ha- I had to f- type in all 50 freaking options and to pick uh, what country you live in I had to c- type in a couple of hundred options so I would love it if you went <laughs> and filled this out I would love it's it important. I would love it I'll fill it it's out just, it's just how old are you where are you from no names what's your email address Ty- retype your email address and then where are you from and it lets us know where you are and where it's best for us to do live shows and about what age our audience yeah. is doing these days. And how about uh, where the hell did the island go? <laughs> Dude, where's my island? Dude, where's, where's my, my island? island? <laughs> exactly. My favorite flare button of all time. Flare! All right. All right. And, you know, if, 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 if you want to fill it out anonymously... Just make sure. up an email address, but but if you if you want to hear from us, if you want to know when there's going to be a podcast in your area, then you yeah. really do need to li- put your email address in the in the field. Absolutely. Um, so that's up to you, and it would be a real great help to us. So please do that. It's at leakynews.com/pcsurvey.html. Sounds sounds great. Will be most appreciated, and you're not threatened, unlike the, John. <laughs> Give me what? Ultimatum. So it's like you're like you must do this. Leakynews.com slash pcsurvey.html. It's like there's not even a design on this page because making up the form was enough for everybody. Forever. Forever. (laughs) Literally, I'm typing in, I gotta gotta read you some of these country names and you you have to put them all in because like Kyrgyzstan, nobody listens to Pottercast in Kyrgyzstan. Borat might. Borat might. If if enough people did, we'd have to do a live show there. So it's a darn good thing. Burkina Faso. Djibouti. Um, Djibouti. Uh, Kuwait. Kuwait. I would love it if there was a Kuwaiti listener of Podcast. The Pitcairn Islands. Um, the Azores. Samoa. South Why Ocesia. couldn't you have just done like United States, Canada, Australia, England, and then like other? Well, how unfair is that? Other. Other. You don't call other people's countries other. Exactly. I mean, that's what, what do you mean? Me, other. <laughs> I mean, well, I certainly. Country. Are you telling Other. me that you put in every country in the world? I put in every country that Wikipedia offered. Wow. Serious. I'm serious. Seriously. If you, you I'm, there's a lot of people that have like surveys that have all the countries. They don't write other. Yeah. What if they live in like a colony that they deemed like seceded from whatever unions originally located in and they it's don't believe the in country re- names? It's all the locally recognized, it's all the currently recognized sovereign mm. countries. It's all of them. Do you know what they do have in here, which I, is amazing? Part of Norway, a different country in the, Nor- the Norway territory, is Svalbard, which is actually a place in the Philip Pullman series. Oh, really? Oh, that is yeah. a place in... Yeah, it's the bear. Oh, thing. wow. Wow, you're right. Do you pull the bear's rule there? 
Do they like to slap other polar bears' jaws off? Aww. <laughs> Except in movies. Okay. Um, yeah. Be nice. So polar yeah, leakynews.com slash pcserver.html. Please don't make me waste all that good work. There'll be a, a nice big time. fat link on the podcast.com. Thank you. Oh, we would just appreciate it. So yes. yes. And yeah. reminder of tour. Tour. July. Well, okay. We're trying to get one together in San Diego after our Comic Con panel, which is on the Sunday, the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna try and go to like a bookstore or something at night, so that we can all, you know, there's be so many Potter fans in the area that, yeah. you know. And that's the day um, the convention ends um, earlier than normal too, so it's a good night to do it. Perfect. Hopefully, people aren't leaving. So, um, well, like every everybody from like the the convention will like come to our podcast. Like you know, all like the lost directors and like yeah, I'm sure, sure the they're going to come running right like, over. What are we going to do? Should we go home? No. Should we like do an after party? No. Let's go to like a Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> That'd be great. We'll start filming, you know, next week instead. You know what? We could ask them though if they would put more Potter references in that show because I think they. I know that they're fans. They talk heroes about or lost. No, Lost people have talked about Potter as well as Heroes, but, I mean, we could get I'm curious about Heroes. Those Lost writers were joking around to us saying that they were going to write the eighth Harry Potter book after they finished Lost. Oh. And that J.K. Rowling was going to write the, whatever, the, the seventh, finale. seventh season of Lost. Yeah. They were just going to trade. Yeah. All right. It was it's a pretty funny trade. segment that they did. Yeah, it is. Okay, so tour. Okay, tour. July thirty, July twenty, ugh, July twenty ninth will be in Boston. July thirtieth, we will be in Providence, Rhode Island. On the thirtieth and Bo- on the 29th in Boston, we don't have a place yet. If you have an idea, give us a, a, a shout at tour at pottercast.com. Oh, let's go to that. What's that place? That that um, like the rock, the house, the black house, the witch house that we went to and got postcards. I don't think they're going to allow us to have a Potter podcast in the in the Salem torture house. <laughs> but how crazy cool would that, that be? That would be pretty awesome. That's depressing. Cool. A torture house. Damn. <laughs> it's, also, it's not a torture house, but it's like a museum showing all the torture that happened during the Salem witch trials and stuff. I know, but they don't like still do tortures, I don't think. Yeah, but I don't want to go around and have a podcast and be all happy and squeeful when there's memories of... <laughs> but it would be fun on. to do one in Salem just... again. We have done one in Salem, but this this should be Boston proper because we have to yeah. um, pre-party for LeakyCon. Woo! Uh, yeah. Woohoo! So then the 31st, we're in New York. We're still looking for a place in New York, FYI. Uh, 30, the, the first, we're in New Jersey, somewhere hopefully near the south shore of New Jersey. So um, let us know if you know a place about for that. First, the first, <coughs> excuse me, the second is Philadelphia. The first, the third is Pittsburgh. And the fourth is Detroit. Any ideas? Tour at pottercast.com. And this should be something that both could host the podcast and the Wizard Rock, yes or no? Yeah, it's going to be worked in. We're going to try to do it different. We're going to try to have a little bit of podcast and a rock show, then a little bit of podcast and a rock show, and a little bit of podcast. It's going to be crazy rock. cool. All it's about. us, the Whomping, the Whomping Willows, the Remus Lupins, yeah. and the Mud Buds. Woo! All awesome bands. Totally. Very and if you live in any of those cities or somewhere in between and you want to offer us some place to sleep, I'll offer you some pancakes. New York oh. and New Jersey, we're covered. That's right, yeah. My little boy loves pancakes, John, so if you're going to make them, he'll be excited. Mm. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, we should stay at your house. What the hell? (laughs) You're in Detroit. It's surrounded by Hufflepuffs. I'll give you my Hufflepuff, like, you know, like... I want to meet your cat. (laughs) You know what? She won't hug. I'm sure it'll be like 10 times nicer than Muchka. She is. She's a good girl. She's sitting here right now. She's Bella. She's to me, Mr. John. That name scares me. Yeah. No, she'll like you too. We can go to Melissa's and make make fried muchka and eggs. No. Oh, what? <sighs> so bad. Not kosher. Boo. I bet it would not be. That would not be kosher. <laughs> that would be obscenely dirty. I like how Melissa just gets real quiet, like she's used to all this this abuse. Just no, you should see my it. face right now. Uh oh. <laughs> she's doing video <laughs> podcasts. That's when you worry. When I yeah. get quiet. Uh, yes, yes, we do. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. <laughs> I think, I I think it's time like to get out of here, guys. No, wait. Come what? to Terminus. Sign up oh, for Terminus. Yes. There's a few, few uh, registrations still open, but everything is selling out really, really quickly. So please, um, we're going to have fun. Yeah, July 1st, man. That's it. July. Better register. Register or you That's have to the buy deadline? at the door. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, it costs like $700. We're doing it? a Potter casting panel, are we? Yes, yes, Ooh. we are. Uh, I keep getting emails about like, hey... Are you ready to do your presentation? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> Doing something. Conf- lots of confidence there. 
That's gonna drive people in. They're gonna want to come. But I, <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't, I don't need the I don't need the plan four months in advance to talk about Pottercast. I could do, wake up that morning and talk about Pottercast. No, it's not a bad thing to prepare a little bit rather than rely on I'm the preparation that Sue and I will undoubtedly do that morning <laughs> because I'm you didn't be, do anything. I'm gonna be prepared, a la Emerson Sparks before oh. Melissa and Emerson interview. Be prepared. You are trying to spoil my book. He is. <laughs> Not spoiling you are book. spoiling Everybody my book. Everybody knows his stories. Ooh, is that a hidden a teaser, maybe? Well, I guess it was. We didn't know until Way you. Way to go, Blabbermouth. Hey, there's, there's a Melissa book teaser of the week. <laughs> Another, <laughs> you got a new segment? <laughs> I think so. Or the month, oh. if we'd prefer. You're so bad. Batman. No, I just get some. I just make some salivate even more here at that uh, Sparts Boy is in your book. <laughs> Sparts Boy, huh? is that it? God. Yes, the truth about Memerson is in the book. Memerson. Oh, yes. there we go. Heard, haven't heard that in a long time. That that chapter it calls for parental. Oh, stop! It does not. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. PG thirteen chapter. My goodness. No, it is all G rated. Thank you. <laughs> what? G, G, like cartoons. Oh. G. <laughs> As in string. Oh, Jonathan. <sighs> Jonathan. I like when he calls you Jonathan. All right, I'm out of here, people. No Not we're going to continue down this Mr. road. No it's a lovely show. It's a lovely show. Until next time, of course, we need to keep twiddling those dials. The next password will be survey. <laughs> Dang right. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good, Good night. night. Toby is free. Oh, and about time too. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you two don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> 